Hello, hello. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a good week so far. I know recently within these last few days, the weight of the world feels very heavy with everything going on with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It's very hard to sit here and talk like everything's fine because it's not. I'm sure so many of you are feeling so many emotions about all of this happening right now and I'm right there with you. I don't think ignoring things is the answer when it comes to stuff like this because I feel like it's important to use your voice and understand what's going on. But I also feel like for me, when really sad or upsetting things things happen in the world, I kind of want to turn to social media to escape from it for a little bit because it can just feel so, so heavy. So I'm hoping this episode will uplift you, make you feel good. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. I'm very glad that you're here today. Thanks for tuning in and listening. I appreciate you. Currently, I'm sitting on the floor because I am such a floor person. I will gladly choose the floor over a chair or couch and my posture is probably really bad right now because I am hunched over talking into this mic. Why is slouching so much more comfortable than sitting up straight? Actually, mm, never mind. That's probably more comfortable and better for me to sit up straight. Whatever. Here I am. My drink of today is a lemon water because sometimes I get bored of the taste of water and I need something to like spice it up a little bit. I've run out of juice boxes. I don't have any energy drinks that are cold and I'm kind of sad about it. I feel like I'm such a drink girly, not even in like an alcoholic way. I don't really drink that much, but I love like a good juice, a fun little drinkity drink. I feel like one of the greatest joys in life is ordering like a fun drink at a restaurant, something fun and fresh. I don't know. I remember one time, this was a long time ago, I was eating dinner or lunch with someone and I was ordering like a fun little drink. It wasn't alcoholic. It was just like a juice, whatever. And I remember this person said to me, they were like, wow, you really love to waste calories on drinks, huh? And I was like, how dare you? I will, I don't even think that's like wasting. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. I love drinks, okay? And I'm really craving something sweet right now, but I don't have that. Anyway, I don't know where this conversation is going. Last week's episode, I talked about how I've been in a rut, not feeling myself, not feeling like myself lately, so I thought that an update might be in order here. After I recorded that episode the next day, I did not do a single thing that I said I wanted to, which is frustrating because I made these promises to myself and really wanted things to change. Nothing ended up happening, but a few days after that, I finally woke up one morning and I was just so over all of the negative vibes and feelings. So I cleaned up my apartment, which was the first thing that I did that morning. It had just kind of turned into a dumping ground of just everything. You know, there were things all over the floor, unwashed dishes, so many things that should have just been put away. I scattered across my apartment. And so cleaning up all of that was a very big mood booster for me. I'm glad I'm like this, but also sometimes it's annoying that my mood and my productivity and like my energy is literally, I don't want to say dependent on the space around me, but I feel like in a way it almost is because if things are messy, my brain feels messy. I don't feel as good. And then when things are clean, it's the opposite. Anyway, now I'm kind of slowly getting back into my usual self. I'm still going through some stuff, but I don't know. I just feel like I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's a relief because I've been feeling horrendous for a while. I'm not 100% just yet, but I thought I'd update all of you because I got so many messages saying that a lot of you felt the same. And so if you're still in that rut, just know that it doesn't last forever, even though I know sometimes it feels endless. It's kind of weird because nothing actually changed in my life that would like pull me out of a rut, like nothing amazing or different happened. Things are still 
the same around me, but mentally, I just feel so much less anxious. For the past few weeks, I was just having like this pit in my stomach all the time and I really lost my appetite and I was just not feeling good at all and that really affected me and I don't know, now I feel like my head is a lot more clear, which is really nice because I don't know, that's just the worst. So if you're going through that, I feel you, you are not alone and I know that things aren't gonna be, you know, perfect forever. I feel like that's something I've kind of had to realize is that things come and go Also, you know, good moods are going to come and go, and that's kind of just the flow of life. Things aren't always going to stay the same, and so, I don't know, I've kind of come to acceptance with that, which has helped, because as much as I want to be like, okay, I'm never going to let myself, let that happen to myself again. I'm never going to be in a rut again. I never want to feel like that again. You know, it's kind of inevitable, and so I guess at least I have the tools for when that happens next time, and I'm just, I'm feeling a lot better, so I'm very happy to be sitting here. Again, I know I've said this before, but these little chats that we have, even though I'm technically talking to myself, which is such a weird concept, I don't want to talk about it, but these little chats, they feel like phone calls and I don't know, they really boost my mood. So maybe if you're in need of a mood booster, call a friend, call someone you haven't talked to, call someone that you know you can have a good convo with and say hey have a have a nice little little chat on another note i actually have a life update for once and you might already know if you follow me on youtube or instagram but you guys i am making my childhood dreams come true and i'm starting my own business which feels so crazy to actually say because this is something i've been working on since may of 2020 which is now over two years ago. It's called Sunglow. It's a lifestyle beachy brand that I'm so excited to build and create such a good and fun community with all of you. It doesn't actually launch until mid late July, but the news is finally out. And actually, if you listened to my first episode of this podcast, you might've caught all the hints I've been dropping these past few weeks because I've been saying how I'm finally doing something that little me dreamed of. And in that first episode, I was talking about how I had two super big dreams, One was being a dog donut. You know what? I don't, I'm not surprised that when I say that people are like, bitch, what the hell is that? Because it's not a real thing. When I was little, I had it in my head that I wanted to be a doctor in space. So like a doctor slash astronaut. And that all stemmed from me having such a deep fascination with space. I was so invested with different NASA projects and watching all these different documentaries and just the idea of space. Like I still can't wrap my head around it and I thought I wanted to go to space one day. Unfortunately, I don't think that's gonna happen for me. But the reason I wanted to be a doctorate and not just an astronaut was because I also had this major fixation on being a surgeon and I truly thought that was what I was gonna do. Clearly that also did not work out either, but I genuinely was convinced that one day I would be a brain and heart surgeon not just any surgeon, like a brain and heart surgeon. So I was like, combine the two. I can be a doctor in space because honestly, I figured by the time that I grew up, we would have life in space by now and we don't. So I guess that wouldn't be a good career option anyway. It's so weird because when I was, I don't even know how old I was. I must've been definitely younger than 13. I just remember begging my parents to let me watch Untold Stories of the ER, which was basically a show. I think it might've been on, was it on TLC? I don't know. But I just remember it was on one of those lists, like 
there was, you know, parental controls on the TV and I had to ask permission. Like they had to enter a password for me to watch it because that shit was so, what is the word? It was, they didn't hide anything. Like they showed all of the surgeries and some of that stuff that I was watching was actually insane. And if I watched that now, I think I would pass out. So I don't know how I thought that would work out for me, but back then I was so fascinated by that show. And it's just funny because now, absolutely not. I'm like, all I want to watch is dumb teen vampire shows. (laughs) But yeah, that was my first dream of mine. Those are kind of crushed, you know, I guess never say never. But at this point, I am so sorry to say to my younger self that I don't think I will ever be a doctor not. Maybe one day I'll go to space. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm throwing that out there, but I, whatever. I'm actually not throwing that out there because knowing me and knowing how motion sick I get, if I were to go into orbit, it would just not be good for anyone on board. So while that dream isn't happening, my second dream was being a business owner. And so here we are. If you want to see the past year of all the behind the scenes working on this project, you can watch my most recent YouTube video. It's like a year of behind the scenes of starting my own business. And I kind of walked you guys through the process. I was filming that whole time. And so it was actually even crazy to edit because a lot of the clips was when I lived back home. And it was just crazy to me because I was like, wow, I've actually been working on this for so long. And seeing that process and seeing it finally come to life was really cool. And if you feel like it, you should definitely check out the Sunglow Instagram. It's at Shop Sunglow. It's not merch. It's not a collab with an already existing brand. This is my own thing. And that's just so crazy to say. I have really big dreams with it. And I'm just so deeply appreciative to all of you for being so sweet and cheering me on and making all this possible. When I'm recording this, it's actually the day that I announced it. And you guys are just so sweet. Like sometimes I'm like, what did I do to deserve this community? Because I see other people's I guess I don't even want to call it like a fan base but some other like content creators viewership and sometimes I just see so negative so much negativity which makes me so sad because I don't think you know anyone really deserves hate or negativity on their own social media page and I don't know I just feel so blessed because now more than ever I feel like I hardly get rude or mean or hateful comments which I'm just like what did I do? And you guys are like amazing and the best and the sweetest. I'm not even trying to like, you know what? I am trying to hype you up because I just feel like in real life, all of us would be such good friends. And that's how I always feel when I meet you guys in person. I'm just really grateful for all of you. So yeah, secrets out, baby. I I was actually going to say I'm not good at keeping a secret. I actually am fantastic at keeping a secret, but this one was very hard to keep just because I you know, I wanted to share it since the absolute beginning, but at the same time, it's also annoying. It would have been annoying if I said something two years ago and then it didn't come out two years later. So it was like a give and take because I was filming for like a year about the whole process. And I feel like if I announced that I was starting this last year and then it took a whole year and a half to actually come out and launch, I just feel like that would be annoying. And I know for me, I'd almost, as a viewer of other people, I would rather not know that far in advance, but also I love being taken along the process. So that's been interesting to figure out, but I'm really glad I filmed that video because it does show 
the long process that I've been on with Sun Glow. We're still about a little bit less than a month away from actually launching. And so up until launch, it'll be really fun to like actually show you guys all the extra stuff. It's not a secret anymore. So if something exciting happens, I can finally post about it instead of keeping it a secret. So yeah, young me is literally screaming. I feel like she'd also be mad because I didn't name the store vitamin C, everything you need. If you don't have it, we'll get it for you in three days. How may I help you? Because when I was little, that's what I thought my business name would be. I don't think that'd be a good Instagram handle or like a website URL. It's a little long. So sun glow it is. Moving on into what this episode is actually about. I thought it'd be fun to answer your most asked questions about me, spill some secrets you know, I, I actually haven't looked at the questions yet, so we'll see what you all asked. The other day, I was ordering at one of my favorite little restaurants. It's like a health bar, and the cashier was a viewer and a listener. And the first thing she said to me, she was like, oh my gosh, hi, I feel like I know you. And I was like, girl, you literally do, which was just so funny. So now, if you feel like you know me, I'm hoping that this episode gets to get you to know me even better. So super fun, super great. I asked on the podcast Instagram for you all to submit questions. So I'll be taking these questions from there. So let's see what you all had to ask. I guess we're getting right into it because the first question at the top is, do you ever get annoyed with fans slash followers asking a bunch of personal questions? Which is kind of funny because that's like this whole episode. Short answer, no. But I will say, obviously there's some things I will choose not to answer or talk about. And it's not because obviously you guys know I love getting personal. I love telling you what's going on on my mind, clearly. That's the freaking title of this podcast here. But you know, just like everyone, I got my secrets. I have sides to me that I don't really share on social media. And I think, you know, that's completely fair. Everyone deserves some privacy. And also for me, I never truly know who's listening because I know the majority of you I know I could trust you all with my secrets, but the thing about putting things on the internet is that you never know who's listening. You don't know who's out to get you. And also another factor, I have close family that listens and watches, you know, my stuff. They listen to my podcast, watch my YouTube videos, and some things I'm like, eh, I don't really want my grandparents to like hear this or know this. So, you know, for those types of reasons and for the reasons like sometimes there's like creeps on the internet, I just will not talk about certain things right now. And that's just a boundary that I personally have. But no, I don't I don't feel violated or annoyed when people ask me personal questions because there's people that I watch online that I would want to know like personal things. But I also like respect the privacy. And I know you guys respect that about me too, which I really appreciate. It's just hard because there's a lot of things that I would love to talk about, but just because of privacy reasons, again, the internet is low-key scary sometimes just because you don't know who's listening. But no, I don't get annoyed because I totally get it. I understand feeling so close to someone that you follow online. It feels like you know them and so you want to know more. So I totally get that. And yeah, I don't get annoyed. I just, you know, if I don't answer something and people, if people got annoyed at me for not wanting to answer something, that would maybe annoy me, but I know most of you are not like that. Have you ever felt broken? If so, how did you overcome it if you did? Uh, yes. I feel like in high school, definitely, just because I went through a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff involving like boys and especially at that age, 
it's so easy to get so extremely hurt. And I don't know, I've had moments where things felt like the end of the world. I thought I'd never recover. I thought that my life was just over. And, you know, some shitty circumstances happened that I wish didn't. And so for me, overcoming it, it just took time, which is an annoying answer, I feel like, to hear because time doesn't heal all wounds. You know, sometimes the pain can still feel like it's there, but I will say that time does either make you a little bit more numb to the pain. Sometimes time brings acceptance. Time can bring more peace and more clarity on a situation and moments where I felt broken. I just, I feel like my biggest advice is to just keep pushing forward because at some point it will get better and it's not, things aren't always going to be bad. Do you feel fulfilled? Yes. Sometimes no though. Sometimes I feel like what I do is so silly. I'm like, does this really matter? Does me posting, me talking about random shit, you know, sometimes it's not always like the most inspirational or advice or like helpful things because sometimes I just post like silly little beach pictures or cute little aesthetic pics. Sometimes I feel like I get in these head spaces where I'm like, what am I even doing? Like, is this even worth it? Am I even doing anything good here? But I try to remind myself that sometimes I'm going to provide inspiration. Other times it's just going to be entertainment. And that's kind of something that I've had to get over is feeling like my job is stupid. I don't know. It's, it's very easy to dig myself into that hole and be, like, and be like, what am I actually doing here? Like, what is my purpose doing this? But I know at the end of the day, I feel like I have a good message that I want to share. And my goal is to just make people feel good, make people feel happy. Sometimes, like I said, my content isn't always the most like mind-blowing, inspirational type thing, and that's okay. But I feel like in like my actual life life, like my personal life, I, I feel pretty fulfilled. Sometimes I don't. Right now, I kind of do. Eh, it's a give or take. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I feel like for me though, I feel the most fulfilled when I'm doing things that make me happy, that bring other people joy. I feel the most fulfilled when I feel like I'm making a positive impact, you know, not even just like with my job, but even like helping out a friend, being there for a friend, that makes me feel fulfilled or being surrounded by super good people. Even just like simple moments, like playing with my dog. And when he like, it comes to sit on my lap and he sleeps on my lap, like that makes me feel fulfilled for sure. There's so many things in life that can bring fulfillment. And I feel like for me, the biggest and most important things to focus on are the little ones. How did you overcome judgment when you first started your YouTube channel? So when I first started, no one knew for a really long time. People kind of started to find out when I was in seventh grade. And that was like seventh grade in middle school in general. Like middle schoolers are brutal. I remember getting teased. I remember some people would make like snide remarks or comments. And for some reason, I don't know why. I'm, I'm honestly surprised at myself because maybe I'm more sensitive now than I was back then, but... I guess back then I just didn't care because I just loved what I was doing. It was funny because I, I didn't even have like a goal in mind. It wasn't like, I want to be an influencer. That wasn't even a thing or a job when I started. And so it just brought me so much joy. And I was like, eh, am I really going to stop something that I love doing just because there's rude and mean people out there? And I don't know, I just didn't stop. And so if anyone listening has wanted to start a YouTube channel, you're scared of judgment you know, judgment's kind of inevitable, but if you're doing something that you actually love, 
what does that say about the other person judging you for doing that? If, if anything, I feel like it's more impressive to do something that you want to do. Like, why would anyone ever hate on someone or tease someone who's minding their own business, doing their own thing, doing something that brings them joy? If anything, I would like feel sad for that person. You know what I mean? A big question I get when it comes to questions about starting a YouTube channel is how to just start because a lot of people are so scared to start because you know, starting anything new is hard, especially on social media. People are going to be like, oh, you have no subscribers. You have no views. Like you have no followers, whatever. Who cares? Why does that person care? Eh, maybe they need to take a little look inside. You know what I mean? So to the person who asked this, if you have a desire to start something, say it's a YouTube channel or to anyone who's listening, if you have the desire to start something new and you're scared about it, I did a podcast about this. I think it was my first episode actually about how to let go of like the fear of doing something new and just start. You just have to start. And at the end of the day, those people's opinions didn't matter. It's just crazy because imagine if I let those people's opinions get to me and I stopped, I wouldn't even be here recording this podcast right now. So I just feel like you have to look at the long term. What's your long term goal with it? You know what I mean? And with anything you do in life, people are always going to have something to say. But as long as you feel good doing it, even if it hurts, even if it stings hearing that stuff, do it for you. Do it for future you. That's the most important person to care about. Share a core memory that comes up when you think of your mother. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's so many. I have a lot of great moments with my mom. She's low-key really funny. And like some of the stuff and like mannerisms that she has is just funny to me but what's coming to my mind right now I remember we were in another country and I remember I was with my dad and my sister I'm pretty sure my sister was there and we were taking the subway or like the train we were going to Hong Kong Disneyland so this was in Hong Kong and for some reason (laughs) I feel like the Hong Kong subway gives not one single shit about who gets on because in New York If you've been to New York, you know the subway doors will like, if you stick your hand through, you're trying to get through, like the doors will open. But in Hong Kong, that shit just closed. And so I remember we saw the train approaching because we had to catch that train. And I remember my dad's sister and I got on, the doors started to close. My mom tried to get through and the doors just closed (laughs) and there was no opening them. And we're in like another freaking country, right? We're underground. There's no cell service. Like you can't, what do you do, right? And so I remember the three of us were inside the subway looking outside the window. My mom is standing there in utter shock and she's so scared. We're like, what do we do? We don't know where we are. We don't know what's going on. And the doors closed and right before the train starts moving, my dad is like aggressively pointing to the right. I think he was trying to gesture like get on on the next train and get off at the next one because we were going to get off at the next stop to try and find her. We almost lost our mom in Hong Kong with, you know, no directions, no cell service. I don't even know if like we actually could use our cell phones that well there just because like the SIM card, whatever. So I don't know why that is like one of my core memories it's, I know that was like traumatizing for her and she's over it now. This was many years ago. I just remember the three of us with my dad and my sister, we were just like, if this happened to anyone, of course, like the one who would knock it on the train, of course it would be our mom. Like if it was, we were like, if it was any one of us, why did it have to be her? I don't know why this story came up in my mind, but that's a core memory for sure. From one Scorpio to another, what's your most Scorpio trait? Well, one of them I'm not going to say on the internet, but what I will say, I feel like sometimes I can get very obsessive to the point of getting toxic. 
which is definitely a Scorpio trait. It doesn't come out often because I feel like not many of my Scorpio sides pop out that much, but when it does, it's scary. What's your favorite type of movie genre? I feel like the boring answer would be rom-coms because who doesn't love a romantic silly comedy? Come on, but I feel like truly I love dystopian movies. For example, The Hunger Games. I, I think that's dystopian, right? Or Divergent or The Maze Runner. I love movies like that. I have been wanting to rewatch The Hunger Games so badly. It's been a good like two years since I've watched it. And for some reason, even though it's almost like unsettling, it's such a good, like, you know, like all the deaths are very unsettling, especially when... I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it, but especially when Rue dies. Oh my God. I don't know if I can put myself through that emotional trauma or when like Finnick. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry if I just like spoiled it, but if you haven't watched the Hunger Games by now, what are you doing? Just the way it's filmed, the music soundtrack, everything about it is almost comforting and so alluring. I definitely need to have a movie night. I'll probably have a movie night by myself watching it and I'm okay with that. It needs to happen. How do you truly love your body even when you don't feel like it? This is such a good question. And I actually think that if you don't like your body, sometimes the goal, I guess I would say, isn't always to love and be obsessed with yourself. I feel like especially when you're not comfortable in your own skin, I almost feel like it's even better to just be neutral with it because your body is always going to change. So no matter what, even if like you love your body, your body never really stays the same. It's always changing and, you know, weight fluctuates and in different seasons of your life, you might look a little bit different. And so if you become like in love with the way you look and then that changes, I almost feel like that's even worse. So I feel like the most important thing is, or the best goal, I guess, to chase and work towards is just being neutral with it. Because that way, it's like no matter what you look like and no matter how you see yourself, you're just neutral. You don't have to love it. You don't have to hate it. You're just neutral. Because at the end of the day, this is just like the shell that like our soul is in. And that's kind of how I've been looking at it. I'm just like, I am not my body, if that makes sense. Like this is in my head, I almost look at myself as like an avatar. Because like who I am is like my brain, like my insides, like my soul, right? But I'm just like happened to be in this avatar and this is the avatar I'm in for the rest of my life. Sometimes there's days that I don't like the way I look and I'm kind of like upset about it and I just remind myself like, okay, like I don't like the way I look today, like that's fine, like whatever. So for me, I really feel like body neutrality is a great movement, which, you know, I think body positivity is also clearly really amazing and I've talked about it a lot too but more so lately I feel like body neutrality is almost it's it's a little bit of a different approach I definitely recommend doing some research on the differences between the two because it's so interesting and I remember when I looked a little bit more into it I was like why am I chasing like just to be always in love with my body because you know I could look the same today love myself I could look the exact same tomorrow hate myself the way we look at ourselves like it it changes. I guess you don't have to truly love your body. It's okay to just be neutral with it and just be like, okay, that's my body, like whatever, but still treating yourself with love and respect and doing good things for your body is really important. I don't know where I was going with that, but I do want to actually do a whole episode 
on this topic sometime soon. If that's something you all would be interested in because I'd love to talk more about it. Do you ever feel like you are missing out on something? So sometimes yes, but mostly no. I used to have such bad FOMO, especially back in high school and after I graduated, you know, just seeing people do different things, achieve different things than me. And in a way, that has really dissipated for me because I have so many friends that are doing such amazing and cool things. You know, they're like traveling the world, accomplishing different things, and I'm happy for them, which is crazy because I feel like me a few years ago would just be so jealous and be like, why am I not doing that? Why do I not get to like experience this? What am I missing out on? And I feel like especially with social media, it's so easy to look at someone else's life and be like, wow, I'm clearly missing out. Like clearly I'm not living life because look at what this person's doing. But it's crazy because now when I see someone online going on like a month long European vacation, traveling to all these different countries in Europe, before I would have thrown myself off my balcony and been like, why am I not, why don't I get to experience that? But now I'm almost just like, oh, cool. Like would love to do that someday. And I don't know how I got my FOMO to kind of disappear. That even kind of goes for like going out and stuff. Sometimes when, you know, a friend would invite me to something and I'd say, no, I just don't even feel FOMO about that anymore. I'm like, eh, I'm doing what I want to do. And so I really don't feel like I'm missing out on stuff because in my head, I'm like, I will experience what I'm meant to experience. Everyone's going to experience different things in life. You can't experience everything there is to experience in this lifetime. You know what I mean? We all just have different lives and different circumstances. And I feel like letting go of those expectations has been really helpful for me. And also just knowing that I'll experience what I'm meant to has been super helpful in like eliminating that FOMO because FOMO is the worst and it just makes you feel shit about your own life. So instead of focusing on what other people are doing, what other people are achieving, where other people are going and what they're experiencing, I just feel like pouring that energy into yourself is always very helpful if you need to get off social media because what you're seeing makes you feel negative things, maybe you're feeling jealous, then take a little break. Do you ever want to do something that isn't YouTube or the podcast? Yes. And I just started it. As you know, if you've already listened, well, clearly you already listened to the beginning of this episode. I started a business, which was like my dream. And I do have really big dreams with it and I want to grow with it. You know, for me starting this, I feel like my goal for Sunglow to be long-term and for it to have longevity, maybe even past when... I'm not as present on social media, which it's it's weird because I, I'm not ready to give up social media anytime soon. I don't see that in my soon future within like the next three or four years. But for some reason, I just can't picture myself being like 35 and still posting every day on Instagram and like doing weekly vlogs. Obviously, that's so far away. That's like 14 years away. Who knows what I'm going to be doing? Who knows where Sunglow is going to go? But I really just want to have longevity with this. And this was definitely like my long-term project that I was like, I want this to outlast. So I'm happy that I started it right now. My goal with Sunglow isn't let's like make money. Like it's not a money thing for me. For me, obviously, this is like my dream. I just want to build a community on there and have this brand live on for many, 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 many years to come. What is your biggest regret so far? I don't live with regrets. I have none. No, I mean, everyone says that, but I feel like low-key, everyone kind of has to have a regret, right? And I feel like mine is just letting fear and fear of other people's judgment stop me from doing things that I want to do. I know that's broad, 
But when I think about it, I'm like, I feel like there's so many things I didn't do just because of those things, like fear and judgment, which now looking back, it's like, does that really even matter? In a lot of scenarios and situations in my life, what I try to think of is the bigger picture. Like, is this going to matter in five years? You know what I mean? And I don't know, like when I go through hard things, that's kind of what I try to picture. I'm like, you know, a year from now, I'm going to be okay. Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be okay. So that kind of applies to things that I regret not doing because like I said, fear and judgment. And if I had thought about it like that, like a year down the line, is this person's opinion going to matter? Is me being scared going to matter? No, I'm going to just wish I did it. Was this a good answer? I don't know. What is your ethnicities? So I have many, lots of mixed things in in this body. I am primarily Filipino, Italian, Portuguese, and there's a bit of Hawaiian. There's a bit of French, Dutch. I think there's a little tad bit of Chinese. I think my great grandma said that, but I don't know. But those are like the main ones. Is Ava Jules your real name? No. (laughs) Ava is my real name. Ava is my first name, but Jules is my middle name because when I started posting online, my dad was scared for my privacy and like security reasons, as he should. I was like 12 years old. And so he was like, don't use your last name. Don't put that online. And so I just decided to use my middle name. And I don't know. I feel like my middle name sounds more, I like the way it sounds. Like, I like my last name too, obviously, but I just feel like my middle name, like Ava Jules, I just like the way that sounds. I think it looks kind of cute. So it's stuck. And yes, it's my real name, but it's just my first and middle name. And everyone always gets like, what? Like, that's not your last name? No, you could probably figure it out. Whatever. Don't, don't do that. But (laughs) back in the day, that was the reason because my dad was like, girl, you are not putting out your last name on there. I am scared for you, which I'm glad he did. It worked out for the best. If you could redo high school with the knowledge you have now, would you? That is such an interesting question. Honestly, no, because I feel like I experienced high school the way I was meant to. And if I could rewrite it or redo it, I wouldn't be who I am now. So yes, while it would be interesting to like relive my high school days, knowing what I know now, it would be a 180 complete different experience for me. I feel like that just wouldn't have been, you know, authentic because in high school, you're not supposed to have everything figured out. You're not supposed to know all the things that you know a few years later. And that's part of the process. I think high school is a really big learning opportunity if you want to see it like that. Because for me in the moment, everything sucked. (laughs) Not everything, but a lot of like situations sucked, but it was just such a big learning experience for me. And so... I just honestly feel like I wouldn't be the person I am now, which is nuts. And, you know, while there's some things I'm like, oh, wish I didn't do that. At the end of the day, does it matter now? Eh, not really. Music taste slash genre. Hmm, I'm actually very broad with what type of music I like to listen to. I can pretty much jam and vibe to essentially anything. But other than like, you know, the mainstream popular stuff, this is like my secret. It's not like that big of a deal, but I love old school rock music. Oh my gosh. I actually have a rock playlist on my Spotify. If you just search up Ava Jules, you can go listen to it. I love rock music, like rock and roll. In a past life, I I hope, I hope I was like an electric guitarist or like a pop star singer or like the drummer. Oh my gosh. I'm not musically inclined like that, 
but that would be how cool would it be to be like on a stage in front of like a crowd everyone's like in their rock and roll attire and you're just like jamming out like playing an electric guitar how powerful would you feel i would just feel so cool and like on top of the world another random one and this one i think stems from my sister being she used to be heavily in like musical theater and stuff i love broadway music it makes me cry i watch a broadway show and I sob because just the instruments are so beautiful, the compositions, the singing, the especially like West Side Story. <gasps> I cry listening to the instrumentals in West Side Story soundtrack. They get me. So those are like two kind of random music genres that I absolutely love and adore. If you want to check out like what else I listen to, like I said, I have a ton of playlists that are public on spotify if you want to check them out were you rebellious in high school mm, i mean i was overall like in the big picture i was a pretty good kid but yeah i mean <laughs> i guess sometimes i went through phases I, I went through phases but like you know we all kind of do at some point why did your parents move to hawaii from new york so my dad was born and raised here my mom is from New York and she moved here because she fell in love with my dad on an all around the world trip because she was a flight attendant and he worked for the airline. So they met and then that's how she ended up here. My dad's side of the family was born and raised here. How do you not care so much about what others think of your personality and looks? You know, at the end of the day, it's so crazy because I used to heavily value so much what other people would say. And now I kind of look at it and I'm like, if someone has something mean to say, that's like a reflection on them, not me. You know, maybe someone hates my personality and thinks I'm ugly. Does that mean that's true? No. It's like, what do you believe about yourself? How do you actually feel about yourself? You never know what circumstances people have to lead them hating you, if that makes sense. But I feel like for me, how I not care is I'm just like, I really don't want to be 70 years old and looking back on the prime seasons of my life, my teenagehood, my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, whatever. I don't want to look back and be like mad at myself for always caring so much about what other, what other people think. So in a way, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make old wrinkly me proud and just do me because that's all we can do. I don't want to like live my life pretending to be someone else or pretending to be someone I'm not. I'm me. And if someone doesn't want to accept that, that is their loss. And if someone doesn't want to accept you how you are, that's their loss. How do you manage your time? Well, sometimes I don't. <laughs> That's not actually helpful though. I really try to, and I feel like most of the time I do, but what really helps me is doing things that I need to do when my energy is like the most productive because we all go through energy dips in the day. And so I feel like I try to take advantage of when my energy is the highest and when I feel the best, like physically on the inside because for me I'm not always the most energetic and productive in the morning so that's why I try to keep like my morning very chill I don't really do that much work in the morning I kind of start a little bit later in the day and I get so much energy and motivation and like this burst of productivity at night which is sometimes unfortunate because I do want to be like an early sleeper early riser but lately I've been trying to lean into that because I'm like okay if my energy naturally is peaking like at night why would i try to like disrupt that energy flow if that's naturally how my body is right now doing the things that you need to do when you feel the most productive and energized is probably best i also love keeping a physical planner and then i also use my google calendar a lot 
But I also think it's important to not put too much on your to-do list in a day because the worst feeling is not crossing all of it off. And if you overwhelm yourself with so many things to do, you're probably going to feel less motivated to do it. So I feel like keeping your priorities intact, what's really important is very good to do. And also what I really like to do is when I'm doing something, say like editing a video or recording this podcast, I try to get like other stuff going on in the background. So for example, like right now I have a load of laundry going. So I'm kind of like killing two birds with one stone because by the time I'm done recording this podcast, then my laundry will be done. I don't know, maybe that's like not a good way to do things, but that's personally how I like to do things sometimes. First period story. All I remember is sitting down on the toilet one day and looking inside my underwear and I thought I shit myself. <laughs> Which was like low-key traumatizing because I was like, eh, I guess I just pooped my pants. I was like, I think 13. I didn't think anything of it because it wasn't like red because it, whatever. I'm not going to get into graphic detail right now because I just don't feel like it. But I literally thought I pooped my pants and so I didn't really realize it was my period until like the next day. And so for that whole day, I literally thought I kept like pooping myself. <laughs> oh, we are getting close in this podcast, aren't we? How many people have you dated? By the way, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. And it's kind of funny because I've had way more situationships than like people I've actually dated. Because I feel like officially I've only had one boyfriend, which was Connor, but I haven't officially officially really dated anyone else like I've been in the talking stage with a bunch of not a bunch <laughs> there wasn't like hundreds of guys I talked to but I have like talked to quite a few guys especially in high school but I never it was never like that serious so I only have ever had one boyfriend what do you spend the most money on right now I feel like I spend the most money on food whether that's going out to eat grocery shopping or like takeout everything's so expensive right now like the prices at the grocery store are astronomical even like my favorite restaurants i noticed their prices went up quite a bit so i feel like right now that's what i've been spending the most on but other than that because that's i guess kind of basic i feel like i spend a lot of money on equipment for the podcast getting new lenses getting new cameras getting a new computer whatever but that obviously doesn't happen that often but when i do spend money on new equipment which is like a business write-off, which is good. But when I do spend money on it, it's just like a one-time thing. So it's not like reoccurring. So I feel like the most common reoccurring purchases that I have are definitely with food, but also I need to like, uh, I need to chill with clothing shopping. And I am, I am. <laughs> if you weren't a YouTuber and weren't involved with social media, what would you be? I got a lot of questions like this. Like, what would you be doing if social media didn't exist? What would you be doing if it wasn't your job? And it's kind of crazy because because I started this so young and because I started making pretty good money off of it, I would say my sophomore, junior year of high school, I almost didn't really even have a plan because I was like, oh, I don't even kind of have to think about it because it happened for me so young. Whereas I feel like a lot of people that start now, they're quitting their job to do this or they're starting in college or after like post-grad, which they kind of like had an idea of what they wanted to do before until this started but for me because I was so young I didn't really have an idea but I think I really wanted to be in marketing but I don't know I mean it's hard to say like I said because I have been doing this for basically forever and so I almost didn't even have to think about that but I also got a lot of questions what would I do now 
say if social media wasn't a thing and if i knew what i knew about social media i would still love to be involved in the space but not be like the head of it all not the head but like not be like the face of it like not be the influencer but be on the back end whether that be like someone that does something very creative in the marketing space like behind the scenes for someone or I even love like video editing like maybe I would be a video editor for people I don't know it's really hard to say just because I don't have a backup plan like this is it for me and in a way that keeps me very motivated to keep pushing forward and keep branching out just because I don't really have a backup plan and I don't really want to because I'm like this will work out I'm like willing it to work out for me and I don't know for me that's kind of been working but like I said if I had to I absolutely had to I would love to still be in this realm but on the back end I just think it's so interesting there's so many cool jobs behind the scenes of all of this that I really admire and I think I would maybe thrive in but yeah I just think I don't know it's such a cool world and I get to like see what goes on behind all this which is very interesting to me and I'm always very intrigued like I just love asking people questions about what they do in this creator space and there's just so many cool jobs out there where you don't have to be like the influencer or the content creator themselves but you can be on their team or maybe work for a brand on their social media or be like a creative director an editor a photographer a creative like an assistant or something there's just so many opportunities with this so i definitely feel like i would still kind of stay in this space this question is kind of similar she asks what do you plan to do in the future if youtube and social media stops truly i in a way like when and i know this person wasn't saying it in like a rude way but i've had people be like yeah, well, what are you going to do when like social media dies? Do we honestly think social media is going to die? No, it takes on other forms. Other apps come up. That's why it's really important to diversify. And that's a big reason why I'm also starting Sunglow. Like I said, I really want to have like longevity with this and create something now that I want to work on in the future too. And so I really don't see YouTube stopping. Maybe influencer marketing won't be as popular one day, but it is right now. And I don't know, like I said, I just, I don't have a backup plan and I don't know if that's like stupid, but I feel like I just have a lot of experience that I could use elsewhere, which would, I feel like I could provide great value somewhere else if social media did end or YouTube stopped. But realistically at this point, it's so integrated in so many areas of life and the world that I just, I don't think that's going to happen. That being said, I don't know if I'll always want to be on social media, like in my 40s or like late 30s i don't know you know how long can someone post a vlog every week and i'm not saying that i don't love what i do because i love filming my silly little vlogs and i just don't see that stopping like i said earlier anytime soon but when i think about like even 10 years from now when i'm 31 i always ask myself like oh, i wonder where i'll be and like how i'll be doing social media then because i think it's gonna look very different than from how i do it now and so while I don't think social media is ever going to really stop, I always, I feel like there's always going to be money to be made online. I feel like for me, that's why I've trying to, I'm been, I've been trying to branch out doing other stuff. Favorite fan encounter. So this is actually the craziest story. Basically, one of the first girls I ever met, I was at a volleyball tournament in Minneapolis. I think this was in 2017, maybe 2016. I had met this girl, her name was Perry, 
and I met her in an Urban Outfitters in Minnesota. I think it was the Mall of America. I remember meeting her and that was like one of my first experiences meeting someone. I've met like people in the past, but I don't know, for some reason that one really sticks out. And the reason this is crazy, you're probably like, okay, like you met a fan in Urban Outfitters. You met a viewer in Urban Outfitters, whatever. No. What's wild about this is that I think it was either two or three years later, lots of time had passed. I met this same girl, Perry, at an Urban Outfitters again, but in California. What are the odds we're both there? What are the odds we both meet at an Urban Outfitters again? I remember she was like, Ava? And I was like, I looked at her and I was like, Perry? Like we both remembered each other, which was so wholesome and cute. And I was just like, it's, it was insane meeting her again because I had met her before and she was so sweet. And that was like, like I said, one of my first encounters and to meet again in the same store in a different state, you know, I don't live in that state. I don't think she lived in that state either. It's like, what are the odds of that happening? You know what I mean? Like being there at the same time, I just feel like in that moment, I was like, I love what I do. And like, you guys are the best. And it was just so cute. Cause like I remembered her and we got to catch up and it just being two years later, like we had both grown up a lot. So that is probably one of my favorites just because I love when I meet the same person, like twice or three times or like more than once because then it's like oh my gosh hey we met before like how are you doing it's like it feels like we're already friends have you ever thought about starting a swimwear business honestly yes and i really want to do swimwear next year in sunglow but i don't think i'd want to have like a business that's just swimwear so that's why sunglow kind of is going to have fashion accessories and hopefully next year we will get to do sunglow swimwear oh my gosh is that way too early to say? I don't know. I'm just spitting out my goals here. But on another note, I would also even love to do like a collab with another company and have like an Ava Jules X whatever company collection. That would also be so, so cool. Definitely a big dream of mine. Do you have a list of kids' names that you like on your phone and add to it every so often? Honestly, no, because I do not think about children or having children right now at all. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in the next six months, one year, five years? Genuinely, I have no idea. I have a rough idea of like where I'd like to be, but if I'm gonna be honest, five years ago, if I was like, where am I gonna be when I'm 21? Like, what do I wanna achieve? What happened was so different than what I thought. And so I almost don't even have expectations for the future, which, you know, for some people it doesn't work. Like some people really like to plan out their future. For me, I just don't wanna be disappointed. And so in a way, I just like to set myself up for the best and for what I'll want in the future because things change so much. Imagining myself like one year from now, I cannot picture it. I can't. I, I don't even know. How, next month, don't ask. <laughs> Opinion on body hair. So here's the thing. On me personally, what I like, I like shaving my legs. I like shaving my armpits and stuff. I could not care less if someone else likes to grow out their leg hair, likes to grow out their armpit hair. It's like, why should someone else have an opinion on what someone else wants to do on their bot? Like, uh, uh, that, mm. say you're like me and you like to shave, like you like that feeling of having no hair. That's great. But if you start to attack people who don't like to do the same thing, mm, that's where it's kind of like, eh, let's not do that just because does it affect you? No, I think, I don't know. I mean, like I said, personally on me, I like to shave. But I have friends who like don't shave and I'm like, that's great. I don't even like notice. You know what I mean? I just think that people sometimes care way too much about what other people are doing with their bodies. And that just frustrates me because I'm like, what effect does it have on you? So if you're someone who doesn't like to shave or doesn't want to, don't queen, king, 
you don't have to. It's literally personal preference. Just don't go after people who like, you know, like to do something different than you. And I feel like that goes for a lot of things in life. You can have different opinions, different things you like to do than other people, but don't attack other people for doing like the opposite. You know what I mean? Hey, Ava, love the pod. What song would you listen to for the rest of your life if you could only choose one? Honestly, right now, my favorite song that I essentially listen to every single day and have yet to get tired of, like this doesn't happen. Usually I give a song like three weeks of playing it every day and I'm like, you're done. I don't want to hear you for like the next year. But this song, it's so good. You guys probably know it if you watched Euphoria, but it's Right Down the Line by Jeffrey... I don't know, just type in right down the line. It's just such a good, like, wholesome vibe. I play it when I'm in the shower. I play it when I'm in the car. I play it when I need to feel good. The vibe is just so good. I could listen to that on repeat, and I don't think I'd ever get tired of it, just because it's spectacular. I love it. What's the most Filipino thing about you? Oh my gosh. So I don't know if this is, like, a Filipino thing or if it's just, like, a family thing. I'm pretty sure it's a Filipino thing because my friend is also Filipino, and she does this too, but... I pick up everything with my toes and some people don't know how to do it. Like my friends or people in my life who aren't Filipino and I like pick something up with my toes. They're like, what? Like I'll pick up, you know, trash that's on the floor with my toes or I'll pick up clothes that are on the floor. Like why would I bend down? I use my toes, I grab it and they're a great tool. Why would I only use my hands for things? So I don't know if this is a Filipino thing. Maybe you're not Filipino and you do this. Maybe you're Filipino and you don't do this. But like I said, I don't know if that's like a Filipino specific thing. It might be. I don't know. But that's the first thing that came to my head. Do you ever regret putting a pause on your education? Honestly, no, because I feel like I learn so much from this business all the time. And I feel like I'm getting hands-on experience, which is so valuable. I'll definitely talk about all the college stuff in another podcast coming up soon, because I know so many of you have questions on what I'm doing, if I stopped, if I plan on going back. And I was going to answer those questions in this episode, But I feel like that could be literally like a whole episode because there's so many different things to answer. But no, I don't feel regret right now putting a pause on it. There's such a value and privilege to getting education. And I think education is very important. I just, I don't know. I I still feel like I'm learning so much from this business. I was in a digital marketing class when I was taking college classes. And it's just crazy because the stuff I was learning on there, I was like, I know this already. And I've been like applying it. And I even remember like the professor writing to me like, wow, you have really great like insight on this digital marketing stuff. And so I, I honestly didn't feel like I was, I was learning more from my actual job than I was learning from textbooks and books about digital marketing. So in my head, I'm like, if I'm doing it, I don't, I, I don't regret not continuing it right now. But like I said, we can talk about college in another episode. I'm going to answer one more question here. Let's make it a good one. Are you more of a work to live or a live to work type of person? Love the podcast. Thank you. That's actually such an interesting question because so many people will answer it differently. And for me, I am more of a work to live. I don't want my whole life to be centered around this. And sometimes it is just because social media is like that. But in my head, you know what? Let's create a good path for myself. Let's work hard, but also enjoy the fruits of my labor because I think sometimes it's very easy to get into like that swirl of work, 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 and there's no play, there's no balance, you feel burnt out and your whole life revolves around work. And I have talked about this before, you're probably so annoyed with me bringing it up, but I remember seeing this TikTok that was like your work or your job is your side hustle and your main hustle should be 
your real life. And I obviously know everyone's situation is so different and it's really hard to just say something so broad like that because I know everyone's financial situation is different, their work situation is different. But I think for me, I really am just trying to build right now. I feel like right now I'm in like kind of a working era of my life, but I definitely do feel like balance is so important. And at the core of it, I feel like that's because I want to work to live. I don't want to like live to work because that's kind of what they want us to do and brainwash us. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. Okay. That was the last question I'm going to answer. Now you guys know even more. And I feel like a lot of these things I haven't talked about. So thank you for all your questions. If you want to participate in future episodes, I'm constantly asking you all things on the podcast Instagram. It's at my mind pod. If you want to give it a follow, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Go do something nice for yourself today. Go treat yourself to something, go on a walk, Go do something that feels good for you, whatever that is. That was everything on my mind. Bye.